This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it! Snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps it runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen, thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to review day number 16 of New York Jets training camp with our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, the first thing I noticed today, and I was happy for you, is that it was nice and cool. It was in the 70s today. So at least you weren't sweating, and it was an easy day weather-wise for you. Well, I will say the sun did come out, and the field was a little damp from, from the rain overnight. So it actually ended up being a, a sunscreen type of day and a little hot and steamy. But all things considered, especially after being in uh, South Carolina last week, this was a lot more manageable for sure. Unfortunately, it didn't translate to results for the offense on the field. Just a really bad day for the first-team offense. Yeah, it was ugly. I mean, at the beginning, Rodgers had a couple of nice completions, got Garrett Wilson involved. Wilson, of course, returned last week uh, to team drills at in that second practice after the joint practice was canceled. Uh, but he was involved heavily today, caught a touchdown at the end of practice. But aside from that, not a lot of highlights. The offensive line had a rough day. Rodgers was under pressure pretty much uh, – all afternoon or morning, whatever time that was. I think it was technically morning. Um, and, I mean, we saw something we haven't seen at all at the training camp, which was him go an entire set of entire set of a drill without completing a pass, 0 for 5. And then it actually was a, a stretch of seven straight incompletions at one point. Uh, so that was 
it was rough and most of it was he was under pressure. Scariest moment came about midway through practice where John Franklin Myers had a pressure. Believe it, it was on the left side, but where I was standing, I could only really see Rodgers. And he ended up rolling up on Rodgers. I, I can't, couldn't tell if he was blocked into I saw the aftermath. Rodgers was grabbing his left leg on the ground, got up without putting weight on the leg. But ultimately, he ended up walking it off, basically, didn't miss a rep and, and played through it. So it was a scary moment. He threw an interception on that play because he was under so much pressure. He just kind of threw it up for grabs and Jordan Whitehead picked it off. Uh, but it just was that kind of day where he didn't have time to throw. I think we didn't talk to him today, but it would be interesting if Hard Knocks has audio from this one because he seemed to be frustrated at times, didn't have a lot of time to throw. Now, they, they mixed in a couple guys on the offensive line. We saw them switch back to Billy Turner at left tackle. Um, Mackay Beck, no, I'm sorry. It was it was uh, Max Mitchell at right, I think it was. And then, actually, I think it was Mackay Becton who came in for Max Mitchell later in practice when Max Mitchell briefly got hurt. Max Mitchell was at left tackle. Billy Turner was at right tackle. Um, they made that switch. And Joe Tipman got his first reps with the first team. He was the center today. We'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about what Robert Sala said, but I think you're going to be seeing a very interesting uh, bit more of Joe Tipman coming up as uh, training camp moves on for the last two weeks, so so something to stay tuned for. But it just wasn't a good day for protection. Also, Elijah Vera Tucker was not out there. Jets certainly missed him. Wes Schweitzer was at right guard. Um, we'll get into what's up with Vera Tucker Seems like a short-term type of concern, but something to watch moving forward. We'll get into that later. But, yeah, it was just a rough day for the offense. But, I mean, again, let's not forget, that means it was a good day for the defense. And uh, we saw John Franklin Myers back there. We saw uh, Jermaine Johnson back there. Quentin Jefferson had a sack or would be sacked by my count. So um, I had Rodgers at 10 of 21 for the day. So not a good day. But he did finish 3 of 5 in the red zone, including a pass to Garrett Wilson um, and another nice pass to Michael Carter at the end of practice. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Andy, the first team offense did very poorly, which, as you said, the silver lining to that is that the first team defense did very well. But the second team offense was efficient, and Zach Wilson had one of his best practices of training camp. Yeah, he put the struggles behind him last week in Carolina and obviously played well in the preseason game. I didn't think it was a spectacular performance, but what you want to see, no mistakes, no mental mistakes. Um, I thought he handled it well. Today he was he was solid. Uh, the end of practice, before the red zone drills, they did a move the ball, two-minute drill type situation. The, the first team went three and out. The second team obviously playing against the second team defense. Led by Zach Wilson, scored a touchdown. He marched him, I think it was uh, nine or ten plays down the field, probably about 65, 70 yards. Finished it with a nice throw to, to Irvin Charles. He had a couple of really nice throws to Irvin Charles on that last drive. So he's looking good. Um, I don't want to go crazy about it because, you know, he knows the defense pretty well at this point. But when you combine what you saw against Carolina and, and, and what you saw today in practice – He's definitely playing with a higher level of confidence, obviously going against the backup defense, but but we saw Matt Corral had a tough time with the Jets' backups. Uh, not necessarily an easy challenge, but he definitely plays well and continues to, to you know show that he's putting last year behind him, and we'll see what it all means as time goes on in terms of what kind of quarterback he's going to be in this league. The Jets got a jolt of positive news because Brees Hall was activated off the pup list. He also spoke after practice. He was doing individual drills on the side, right? That's what he was up to today? Yeah, no no team drills yet. That, that'll be the next big step for Brees Hall, but I'll just get into this now in terms of what was said after practice. Robert Sala said he's going to take it slow with Brees. Their, their plan all along is to, has been to, to kind of slow play this and, and make sure that they are doing everything they can to protect him from himself because, you know, Salah hinted that he's feeling good and, and maybe wants to push it. Now I asked Brees about that and he said that he's been cautious about this all along and he's not going to go out there if he doesn't feel good. And, and while Salah said he's still confident about week one, Brees kind of walked it back and said, I mean, I feel good. I feel confident about it, but you know, I'm going to listen to my body and if my knee feels good that day, then, then I'll go. So I think that's a, a smart approach. And um, obviously with the Jets activating him, Salah said, and, and obviously this goes back to what he said a couple of weeks ago, that the addition of Dalvin Cook doesn't impact uh, Brees' timeline. Uh, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But Brees kind of downplayed the return and said basically it wasn't that much different. Obviously he was in pads. They were in pads today. But he was just doing the side stuff. He said you know, the next step that he's looking forward to is getting into team drills. Admitted that there's still a little bit of uncertainty about the knee. Not that he's going to hurt it. He knows it's okay, but, you know, he hasn't done, you know, he's looking forward to seeing what it's like when he makes a cut in team drills and, and does other stuff like that. So um, it's it's very interesting to see how this is going to work. You know, I think he will be back for week one will be my, my read on the situation. I think, like I've said all along, that 
he's not going to be anywhere near a full workload early in the season. It's just not going to happen less than a year removed from um, ACL surgery, no matter, no matter how good his rehab is going. So um, that's no reason to be alarmed. I think it's, it's smart, and, and it's another reason why this Dalvin Cook signing makes some sense. Andy, you mentioned before that there were some interesting happenings involving the offensive line at practice today, involving Joe Tipman, Elijah Vera Tucker, and Makai Becton. Some of these developments positive, notably Tipman and Becton, some negative. Mostly that would be Elijah Vera Tucker, and as you said, Max Mitchell even limped out at one point. Robert Salas spoke afterwards, as did Nathaniel Hackett. We'll get into the rest of what they had to say in a bit, but first, what did they have to say about what's going on with the offensive line? Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. So first of all, Tipman played all the, the reps with with the first team, Connor McGovern, with the second team. Salah said that Tipman uh, is going to get an opportunity here to, to basically compete for the starting job. He said that tomorrow against the Bucks, uh, McGovern will be back in there. But from here on out, the rest of training camp, I would assume until they they figure out who their starters are going to be. Uh, Tipman is going to be alternating days with the starters with Connor McGovern and basically said that, that what Tipman showed in the first preseason game, the second preseason game, the, the work he did in the joint practices with the, with the joint practice with the Panthers uh, has, has kind of, he's shown enough uh, to, to put himself in this position. And the, the most telling thing Salah said about this is that he's definitely shown enough to make this interesting. Uh, so, so something Definitely to to look toward. Also interesting, Tipman was out there with a third team as well today at right guard. So uh, position, you know, versatility that the Jets harp on. We're seeing it in practice, and, and that makes things interesting too. In case they do have injuries, in case they can't get their tackle situation figured out, figured out. Connor McGovern also has the ability to play guard. So if you get into a situation where Vera Tucker is their best option at, at right tackle. Um, Maybe you see Connor McGovern at guard and, and, and Tipman at center or, or vice versa. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of possibilities. So it's far from a finished product. And and I asked Nathaniel Hackett a little while ago about what he thinks about the offensive line. And he made a point that, like, at this stage of camp and all throughout camp, they're trying to try guys in different spots. So once they do get to the regular season and, and things happen, as they always do on offensive lines, um, that they'll be able to deal with it and have some experience understanding dealing with it, especially now that they're with a new uh, offensive line coach with Keith Carter and, and everything that goes into that. I still don't think that's an excuse for as bad as the offensive line looks today. You can't be having Aaron Rodgers almost getting hurt or, or coming close. And, you know, obviously some of that's on the defensive line to, to make sure they're, they're a little bit more careful around their, their future hall of fame quarterback. But, uh, that was a little alarming. And then with Elijah Vera Tucker, did not practice. We did not see him out there at all. Robert Sala said he's been dealing with an ankle injury for a while. Um, said that this was, uh, they wanted to take this chance to kind of rest it and, and his words to get this thing under control. So read into that what you want. It's not ideal. Um, obviously, it doesn't seem like, you know, we know that Vera Tucker's tough and it, it doesn't seem like whatever's been going on with his ankle has affected his play. But it's definitely something to monitor because, as we all know, as we all saw last year, how important this guy is to the Jets' offensive line. And one more thing that I forgot, Mekhi Becton. So Max Mitchell got hurt. He ended up coming back into practice. But 
first of all, Makai Becton played 28 offensive snaps, I think three special team snaps on Saturday. It's a pretty heavy workload, especially after he got 17 snaps in, in the joint practice and came back and, and was on the field for all of his snaps on Thursday as well in Carolina. He's uh, He was on the field with the second team, looked like a full load. When Mitchell came out, Greg Sanat came in at left tackle for this first snap, but then Becton came in, I think, played four snaps, and then rolled right into the second team reps with Zach Wilson at left tackle. He finished the practice, looked fine. I, I saw, you know, I didn't watch every rep he had, but I saw he had one really nice pass blocking rep on uh, Will McDonald, who obviously brings a, a lot of speed and, and is a challenge to block in passing situations. So um, that's a, an encouraging update for Becton. And, and now this next step is to see if he, like Tipman, starts getting some run with the the first team, and or if they move him over to right tackle to see if maybe he can be an option there. Becton has shown an openness to that after saying he wasn't interested in it earlier this offseason. He said he just wants the chance to play and to start. So it'll be interesting to see if in these next couple of weeks that opportunity arises. Andy Robertella talked about not only the offensive line and Brees Hall, but a couple of other things as well, including his feeling on two days of joint practices. It seems like he's not a big fan of that. He's rethought the whole concept and is not going to go forward with that when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come into town. We also heard from Nathaniel Hackett, the two coaches. What were some of the highlights we got from them beyond what we already discussed? Yeah, the joint practice thing was interesting. First of all, I'm just curious as to how that went in terms of you know, the Bucks agreed to two joint practices. Now there's there's only going to be one. Um, I'm wondering. I guess we'll find out tomorrow from Todd Bowles, who's always an open book. Maybe won't we won't find out, but um, you know how they felt about that. But he basically said like after the first practice, especially if one team gets the better of the other, the other team can come back and, and you know, try to prove a point. It's not productive, so. He, he's not interested in, in having a wasted day, and that's the reason they made that decision. Um, so it'll only be one joint practice on Wednesday against the Bucks. Uh, he also talked about obviously adding Dalvin Cook and, and how they're excited about it and how he's going to fit into the running back room uh, and with all the other weapons. He said that Cook is on the verge of having a child and won't be around for the next week. There's obviously also the shoulder injury that Cook has been dealing with. Uh, the ESPN reported is going to keep him out another week. So that obviously factors into it as well. Uh, so don't expect to see him here f- for another week. Uh, still, I think plenty of time to, to get ready for the season, given that he's, he's experienced and I'm sure they'll, they'll uh, have him looking at the playbook over the week when he's not here and getting caught up to speed on that. Sala was also asked about some of the off the field issues that have been a concern with Cook and some of the allegations and, and the civil suits surrounding him. He, he said he wasn't going to get into details on it, but after doing their research and due diligence and meeting with him and talking with him about it, Sal said the Jets are very comfortable, his, his words, very comfortable with the kind of person that, that Cook is and and believes that whatever issues he's had is, is, is not something that's going to be an issue with them. So uh, read into that what you will. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett was also interesting on Cook and, and adding him to the offense. He said it was, you know, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they, they kind of work all these weapons in. He admitted there's only one ball, but, you know, the, it's a long season and they feel like everybody's going to get a chance to kind of get integrated. Of course, that that's not going to be the case for whoever the odd man out is in the locker room, uh, in the running back room now that, that Cook has been added. But, um 
it, yeah, I, I think, you know, he admitted there's only, there's only one ball, but, but he's excited about the level of competition that it's going to bring and um, everything that's, that's going to come with that and, and, and how he's going to, to fit in. Uh, and that was basically everything that the two coaches said of note today that, that I can remember off the top of my head. Andy, since you brought up Dalvin Cook and how he may affect the running backs, let's talk about some of those running backs. We heard from Brees Hall and Michael Carter after practice. What'd they have to say? Yeah, Michael Carter uh, was obviously interesting given what happened last year when James Robinson was added. He admitted recently that he didn't exactly take that well and he felt like the team was telling him one thing and they were doing another thing. Uh, he said he learned from that experience and and that he's embracing the opportunity now to compete and that, you know, he doesn't give a S word about really anything other than, you know, figuring out how to be the best that he can be. He said it's me versus me. That's his focus right now. Admitted that last year he probably wouldn't have come to talk to the media on a day like today because he wouldn't have been in the right headspace to do it. So So he's learned from it. He's viewing it as a competition um, and one that he's trying to better himself. It's a challenge for him, and he, and he wants to kind of prove himself and, and earn his reps. So I think that that's a, a positive development. He said, you know, that Dalvin Cook's a great player. He's always going to give him his flowers, and and he's, he's only going to make the team better, and, and that's what the, the focus is on. So I think, you know, that's a promising sign for Carter. He is going to have to perform, though, because – uh, and I don't think Bam Knight is that far behind him. I, I think, you know, Michael Carter's had a really nice preseason. I think there are a lot of promising signs. I think he's the heavy favorite to, to stay on the roster right now, but that could change with, with, with if he doesn't continue playing the way he's been playing the final two weeks of training camp. So uh, it's just something to watch, but I thought he had a very like mature and good approach about it. And, you know, I know Jets fans are love his personality and will be rooting it for him. And, and you know, he, he's a very likable kid. And um, it, it seems like he's definitely done some growing up in the last year. So good on Michael Carter. Brees Hall also said he's excited about, you know, adding another talented guy to the running back room. Like I said about his knee, he talked about that. It was interesting to hear him talk about how this has been a, cha- a challenging uh time for him the rehab and that he's been an emotional basket case his words at times um and and that it's made him mentally stronger physically stronger and that he feels like if he can get through this he can get through anything so again Brees hall is is you know kind of downplaying being back at practice he's he's looking forward to the next steps but but today was a meaningful step in terms of getting him back for the regular season and it seems at least from the external perspective at this point that the running back room is is ready for this is is it isn't going to be something that you know tears the the team apart and and to, just to tell you how good of a, a state that michael carter's in he said he, he was really thankful that robert Sala called him and told him about how they added they were going to add dalvin cook before it went down he said he didn't have to do that shit he meant it in the most appreciative way possible in terms of that he that he very much appreciated his coach taking the time to, to keep him in the loop and, and make him feel wanted. So I, I think any, you know, of this talk about Dalvin Cook tearing the Jets apart is a little over the top. 
You're tearing me apart, Dalvin Cook. Sorry, that's my homage to The Room and Tommy Wiseau. If you've never seen it, it's become a cult classic. Maybe the worst movie ever made, but the big famous line is, You're tearing me apart, Lisa. So unlike Lisa, I don't think Dalvin Cook, as you said, is going to be tearing anything apart in the Jets locker room. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on. And talking about day number 16 of New York Jets training camp with me, really appreciate it. I know you've got something really cool coming at NJ.com about Aaron Rodgers. So what's happening over there? Yeah, I'm just taking an inside look kind of in some conversations I've had and some of the things that the, the Jets have been saying publicly four months of, of what Aaron Rodgers is bringing off the field and, and how he's keeping everybody on their toes and what he expects of them and and – um, not just on offense, but on defense as well. So I, I know some other guys have delved into that too, but I, I tried to take a little bit of a different approach here. Um, I'd like to – don't have anything on Zach Wilson in there, but that's intentional. I, I'd like to come back to that later with a deeper dive. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just kind of how he's – especially looking with the defense, I thought – I think there's some cool stuff in there and then some conversations I had with Alan Lazard about um, – you know, how Rodgers has changed from Green Bay. So that'll be coming either Wednesday or Thursday morning. Check it out at NJ.com. And then obviously full coverage of everything that's going on with the Jets, from Hard Knocks to Dalvin Cook to Brees Hall's return to what's next for Elijah Vera Tucker, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, check me out there on Instagram at ByAndyVasquez and on whatever it's called now, X Twitter, <laughs> the artist formerly known as Twitter, Andy underscore Vasquez. Make sure you check out everything Andy is doing at NJ.com, including that Aaron Rodgers piece sounds really cool. So I'm looking forward to diving into that and follow him on social media as well. Check out everything we've got going on over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some great all 22 breakdowns, including one of the Jets' young ascending pass rushers, Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald. They are an exciting combo. You can watch the film for yourself and see why. It's on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play like a jet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the play like a jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.